True wisdom, new home ministries. Thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast from True Wisdom New Hope Ministries with Dr. Apostle James Lorenzo Rutledge. We are taking this word from the city to the state to the nation and to the world. We invite you to come and go with us. I need you to understand why the people that you loved dropped you. And I need you to tell somebody these words, you was dropped for a purpose. Uh oh. Uh huh. See, I need you to sell somebody else. You were dropped for a purpose. Ah, uh, see, y'all ain't quite sure about that yet. You, you're not quite sure how to handle that just yet. But if you walk with me for just a little while, I'll tell you the reason you were dropped. And I'll tell you the reason you survived being dropped. But I need you to do one more thing. I need you to put it in your heart that you're going to forgive the people that dropped you. I don't want to deliver a message where you're not prepared to forgive the folk that dropped you. Now this I need you to say to yourself and I need you to get this in your heart and in your spirit and say it's okay that they drop you because you survived oh, I need you to get it in your spirit that it's okay see now you're wrestling a little bit you're trying to figure out, just know, just let it be okay. It needs to be okay. It needs to be all right. Because what he called you to do, it has to be okay. What he called you for, it has to be all right. It has to be okay. And this morning, you've got to let it be okay. Now, let's go to the scripture. Second Samuel chapter 4, verse 4. Can I ask you a question? What's for? Created, Created what? works. What's eight? Let's talk for a minute. Second Samuel chapter four verse four. And Jonathan Hold it. Before you read I need you to do something. Can I ask you a question? I need you to listen to the whole message before you judge the message. Is that all right? Is that all right? Listen to the entire message before you make your mind up about the message. Okay? Come on. And Jonathan. Uh huh. Saul's son. Uh huh. Had a son that was lame under his feet. Uh huh. 
He was five years old when the tithing of Saul and Jonathan uh -huh. out of Ze Jezreel. Uh huh. And his nurse took him up. Uh huh. And fled. Yes, she ran. Come on. And it came to pass as she made haste to flee that he fell. He fell. And became lame. And became lame. Come on. And his name was Uh-huh. He fell and became lame in the process of her fleeing with him for his life. She was running because she wanted them to live. And in the process of wanting them to live, she dropped him. And she lamed him for the rest of his life. And that's part of the story. But I, I don't want to talk about him being called to David's house just yet. I need you to get past being dropped by the people that love you. And the people that were committed to help you, sit down, they dropped you. The people that God put in your life to bring you out or to help you overcome, sometimes they let you down. But in the process of you being dropped, it has nothing to do with what God called you to do. So I need you to understand that there's many kind of scars. Now this young man's scar was physical. But there are some of us that are toting mental scars from the folk that we love that dropped us. There are some of us that are coding physical scars from the people that we love that have dropped us. But I came this morning to let you know in the process of being dropped, he still called you. In the process of being dropped, there's still a purpose for your life. And I've got to get you to understand that you have the evidence of being dropped, but it's not who you are. I might be toting physical evidence of me being dropped. But it's not my ministry, it's not my purpose, and it's not my calling. Because he called me before I got dropped. He picked me before they dropped me. He called me before they hurt me. He called me before they scarred me. So I've got to get up. And even though I'm getting up with scars and I'm getting up with physical pain, I've got to get up because the body of Christ is depending on whether I get up. Look at somebody and say, the church needs you to get up. I know, I know, I know, I know there's some pain there. And I know, I know there's some hurt there. And I know, I know there's some scars. There and the people that were supposed to take care of me dropped me. The people that were supposed to cover me dropped me. The people that were supposed to shield me from hurt and pain, they dropped me. And I yet wonder why did they let this happen to me? And I yet wonder do they know? the hurt and the pain that were caused when they let me down. But I came to tell you, you've got to get up now. With all the scars and all the hurt and all the pain, you've got to rise. Because you've been dropped does not cancel your purpose. 
Because you've been dropped, it does not cancel your ministry. Because you've been dropped, does not cancel your destiny. I know that somebody that loved me dropped me. Uh-huh. I understand that. No, no, prophet, you see, I understand what you're saying, but you're delivering a message. No. No, it's not a message. It's your deliverance. Because everybody has been dropped. But I've got to get you to be alright with being dropped. So you can see drop does not cancel your purpose. It does not end my purpose. It does not take away my destiny. See, I've got to understand. If, if I'm going, see, prophet, you, you don't understand. No, I need you just to walk with me a minute. Because, see, it's all right. And, and I've got to get you to be all right. And, and the reason you're not all right yet is because you don't realize. Just because you're dropped, you've got to realize before you were dropped, you was ordained. And the enemy used the people that were supposed to care for you to drop you. But what if, just what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, you being dropped have made you what God wanted you to be. What if me being dropped hid me for my appointed time. What if me being dropped hid me for my purpose? Because see, sometimes in the process of being dropped, it makes me hide myself because I don't want nobody to see the scars of me being dropped. So sometimes when I get to the church, I myself or I duck come on somebody or I short change my calling or, or, or even the talent that God has given me I'm afraid to use it because I've been dropped and I don't walk in what God have called me to walk in because I've been dropped so when it comes down to doing certain things I hide myself because I've been dropped and, and, and I cannot maneuver because I'm so afraid that somebody's going to drop me again. So I have to cover up my lameness. So I put on my pretty dress and I do my hair real nice and, and, I, and I fix up and I put on my cologne or my perfume because when I get to the church, I don't want you to know. That any day I don't have the talent to help is I've been dropped. And in the process of being dropped, it's made me fearful of what God called me to do. So I'm dropped. But I stopped by just for a few minutes. Because 2 Samuel chapter 9, it says something peculiar. That the king sent for somebody that had been dropped. Oh, 
it's peculiar in the text that he says, is there any descendants of Jonathan and Saul? And they said, yes, king. See, this way we've got to talk for me. They say, yes, king, there is one. But he's in a particular place. And I found out the place he was in. And I said, oh, God. Before the king called him, He's now in a place of desolation. Uh, before he got called, he's in a place of desolation. He's in a place of desert. He's in a place that folk look down on. He's in a place that no normal person would want to go. It means bondage. It means captivity. It means brokenness. It means unwanted. It means everybody has cast you aside. And they said, where is he at? And it says something peculiar. The one that was called by God. A prince. Because Jonathan was a prince. See, his daddy was the king. His, his granddaddy was the king. His daddy was the prince that made him a prince. You missed that. My daddy is a king. <laughs> uh, see, they call my brother Prince Jesus. Oh, y'all missed it. And I'm an heir and a joint heir with the prince. But now I'm in this place. And they said, is it any descendants? And they said, yes, king, there's one left. But where is he? He's in Lodabar. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm called of God and I'm in Lodabar? I'm handpicked by God in the desert? I'm handpicked by God in a place that nobody wants to be. Well, why am I in Lone Bar? Because she dropped me. And all my life, it has put me in a place where I didn't feel like I was worthy of what God called me to be. So I'm way down here in Lone Bar. Huh? Ain't that some stuff? But God has a messenger by the name of David. And God begins to pierce David's heart. And David says, there any descendants of Saul and Jonathan? Now, now you have to understand the backstory here. It's amazing that David would even ask that question. All the problems that Saul caused for David. You got to understand the text of the scripture. His sole purpose at one time was to kill David. To destroy David. To make sure David never became king and see what you have to realize there's some folk in your life that's going to try to destroy you so you never become what God called you to be but see I need you to trust in the process 
I need you to trust the process. I know you're going through some things, but I have enough faith in God to trust the process because the process will pull you out of Lodabar. But I need you to trust the process of coming out of Lodabar. Well, well, how do you know, prophet, that the king is going to call me? Because the king allowed his son to die so that you could be saved. He allowed him to be offered up on a Christ that you can what? Have salvation. So I know for a fact that now this morning, the king is calling your name. And what God is looking for most of us is an answer in Lodabar. Oh, see, y'all don't want to talk. He needs you to answer at the lowest point of your life. He needs a yes from you when you don't feel qualified. He needs a yes from you when you don't feel good enough. He needs a yes from you when you don't think you can get the job. I know this is peculiar, but he needs a load of bar, yes. And see, I understand how we have heard load of bar preached. I understand that. But I promise you, load of bar is your preparation. Load of bar is preparing you to say yes. Uh, look at somebody and say yes. yes. Say you're in the preparation for yes. What you're going through is to prepare you for yes. Because you have to go through enough that when the king says, find them. Uh-oh. So when the king sent a word for you, and when the king said, I have chosen you and I have called you, you look back at your circumstances and say, I ain't got nothing else but the king. See, in Lodabar, there's a yes. And sometimes before we get to Lodabar, we're not sure about our yes yet. But we've got to get enough God in us to know that in Lodabar, there's a yes. And the only reason you're in your Lodabar is to say yes. But, Pastor, I have a problem. I would have said yes without Lodabar. See, 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 Pastor, you, 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 see, I would have said yes if I wasn't dropped. See, I, I would have said yes. Huh? If, if, if he wouldn't have let me down, I would have said yes. If I wouldn't have went to Lodabar, I would have said yes. But if she had not dropped you, you wouldn't know how to pick me up. See, y'all don't want to talk to me. Sometimes we learn compassion through being dropped. See, now y'all don't want to talk to me. We learn how to treat people sometimes through the things we have suffered. So we've learned mercy. We have long, long suffering. Oh, Lord, have mercy. 
We have learned how to stand. We have learned how to wait. We have learned how to endure hardship as a in loading ball. See, so now if I understand loadable and I truly understand why I'm going through what I'm going through, then I understand how to overcome. Because I understand my going through is temporary. Oh, I understand that it ain't going to be like this. Because the king now is sending for me. So now he's reminding me of who I am. He's reminding me of my purpose. He's reminding me of my destiny. But I fail. Not on my own. I fail. Because the people that were carrying me. See, they didn't understand what they were carrying. They was toting a promise. But see, I was a promise that had not suffered anything. See, I was a promise, Father, but I didn't know how to love folk. I was a promise, but I didn't know how to have compassion on folk. I was a promise, but I didn't know how to suffer alone with people. But see, can I tell you a secret? Y'all done miss my ministry. See, that's what he told him. He said, y'all don't miss my ministry. Y'all don't miss my purpose. Y'all looking saved, but y'all don't realize I got a deliverance ministry. Y'all don't realize I got a restoration ministry. See, you don't miss what Lodabar did for me. Lodabar messed around and make me realize he's a heart fixer. Come on, somebody, animal. See, you don't messed up. You don't realize what Lodabar did for me. See, now my song is Restoration has finally come. I've been restored. See, you don't realize and if somebody fall now, see, Pastor Ford, I just don't go home now. And I don't go home, Sister Tam, and I don't, see, used to be I would go home and not worry about it. But my loader boy experience made me realize if you fall, if I send for you, if I called you, it will help bring you back to so in my loader bar experience, I've learned to call. I've learned to say, wait till me come. I've learned to say, wait Valerie. In my loader bar experience. Because see, I remember in loader bar when he called me. Oh, see, so the Bible says, David sought for him. Yeah. 
Can you imagine that God loves you so much that he allowed the pastor to sin? Ah. Wait a minute. He sent for me in the ball. Don't he know I had messed up? Don't he know I had fallen shut? Y'all ain't saying. Don't he know that I'm in Lodabar because I feel unworthy? Uh, why would he sin for me? Uh, can you imagine what's running through this boy's mind? Why would he sin for me? I'm broken. I ain't a benefit to anybody. I can't help nobody. I'm broke myself. I can't even get up without assistance. And you sending for me. Wait, wait, wait. Do you know what has happened to the person that you're sending for? Do you know where I am? Do you know who child I am? I'm the grandchild of the one that tried to kill you. I'm the grandchild of the one that tried to destroy you. I'm the grandchild of the one that tried to make sure you never became king. And now you're sending for me. I need to know why you are sending for me. See, you, you, you're sending. I don't think you know. I don't think you know. So can you tell me why you're sending for me? Ezekiel chapter 37. I'm finna in my conclusion tell you why he's sending for you. Ezekiel chapter 37, please. Starting at verse 1, let's read a couple of scriptures so we can get a clear understanding why he sent for me. Come on. The hand of the Lord was upon me. Uh oh. Wait a minute. Uh huh. Uh huh. And set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. Uh huh. And caused me to pass by the roundabout. Uh huh. And behold. Behold. There were very many in the open valley. Uh-huh. And lo, they were very dry. Uh-huh. And he said unto me, Uh-huh. Son of man. Uh-huh. Can these bones live? Wait a minute. I have been through enough. And I have suffered enough. That God now can ask me a question. That only I have the answer to. Let's finish this question. And I answered. And I answered. Oh Lord God. Oh Lord God. Thou knowest. Thou knowest. True wisdom. New home ministries. 
Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. You can catch us live every Sunday at 1130 a.m. on Facebook Live at True Wisdom or in person at 1477 Capital Circle Northwest. We want you to come and watch God give the increase in your life. True Wisdom New Home Ministry